Welcome back, my Tom tribe, to another episode of Texas On My Mind. We have been crushing it lately with uh, almost an episode every two weeks. I really appreciate all of you guys that have been tuning in and checking us out, um, sending your feedback, sending your love. It's been really encouraging and motivating me to, to keep going on this journey. And um, I just really appreciate all the support and, uh, again, feedback that you guys have been giving me um, that's just uh, letting me get new ideas, making me better um, as a podcast host. So I really appreciate that. I just want to, you know, first come on here uh, of this episode and just thank, uh, thank you guys, the audience, for tuning in. Now, um, today we are doing a solo podcast and we're going to be covering a, a kind of a controversial topic today. And I always feel like when I do these, I've only done a handful of solo podcasts. Um, but when I have, it's just like kind of weird. And I'm not going to lie, a little bit awkward because I'm in my garage by myself. It's super like quiet and there's dead air. I feel like less, not nervous, but just like, yeah, I guess it's like a little bit of anxiety when I have like a guest in here and we're, we're talking, uh, you know, together, um, just because it's just not me sitting here. So I do have a little bit of a soundtrack playing in the back. So hopefully you guys can't pick up all of that, but, um, but yeah, just have a little music going in here, just setting the vibe, a little Cumberland gap, if you're familiar, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the border today and, uh, would have two cameras going too, but for some reason one of my cameras isn't working. So I apologize. Not going to be able to flip uh, flip back and forth here. So bear with me. This one's going to be mostly audio. Drinking a uh, nice bourbon today. Just uh, chilling out. It's a Thursday evening. Been a long week, so just uh, chilling with a nice. You know, we're going with bullet bourbon today. We're not going with a. A Texas bourbon. I just didn't, you know, have time to hit the liquor store this week. But, uh, you know, bullet bourbon, always just uh, a clutch, you know, come in clutch. Just uh, everybody should have it in their liquor cabinet as just a standard, um, you know, good, solid bourbon that they can always pour over a nice big glass. I got a bunch of crap from one of my buddies for having shitty ice. So... I got a big cube this time. I need to up my glass game, supposedly. So I got some uh, some cool glasses coming in from here that don't leave these uh, awful fingerprint marks. But anyways, I'm rambling. Let's talk about the issue today. So the border between the United States and Mexico. It's been a hot-button issue well before... 2024, 2023, and this presidency, to be honest, right? Um, it's been kind of a hot button issue, probably since before a lot of us were even born, um, or were just, you know, literally toddlers or in school. Um, nobody seems to have an answer or solution to the perfect, um, you know, the perfect solution, the perfect way to police the border to handle illegal immigration. Um, it just continues to be uh, a blame game between uh, politicians. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's as, a, as a native Texan, 
personally, I'm kind of sick of it being politicized. Um, I'm only giving my personal perspective here. My thoughts are my own. Um, I'm not trying to po uh, politicize this topic whatsoever. I'm just here to talk about it, um, give a little history on it, right? And uh, just again, you know, uh, talk about what's going on in the news currently um, because it has been all over the media recently. So what is where and why and what is the is the border, right? Especially the, the Texas-Mexico border. Well, uh, I don't think I have to, to go into detail about why we have borders as a country. Every country in the, in the world has defined borders through the history of mankind. Countries and nations have fought over these lines, these invisible lines on a map. Um, but it is equally as important um, to understand what land is a part of what nation and the people that inhabit that land, um, what are they, what nation are they citizens of? So um, the border, obviously, between Texas and Mexico, the United States border that Texas touches is the Rio Grande, Rio Grande. It goes all the way from the very tip of Texas, uh, West Texas, follows the river through the Big Bend and down into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, why has it been such a hot button issue, right? Uh, well, illegal immigration um, seems to be the, the forefront of it. Um, a little bit of history, right, on the border and uh, the patrol that, uh, that guards our border, right? So for, for years and years, we've always had a border control um, department, part of, the, I believe, the Homeland Security. Um, we'll get to the uh, uh, impeachment that happened this week of the uh, director of the Homeland Security. But uh, yeah, for years and years and years, it has been policed. It has been loosely policed up until pretty much the 21st century, right? I, I remember uh, even to, you know, I was born in 88. I remember a time, even as a young boy, where driving across the border uh, into Mexico for the day or driving down, you know, to, to Monterey or even uh, Mexico City even uh, on a longer trip was, was actually totally normal. <laughs> Right. Um, there was no issues with uh, the safety of Americans uh, moving into Mexico by by crossing the border. There was no major issues of, you know, it being taboo or anything like that. It was just, you know, it's it's like crossing into another state. It's like driving to to Oklahoma or Kansas. Right. And uh, the best thing about going to to Mexico is you know, there's, there's a lot of cheaper goods, right? Cheaper goods to buy. Um, obviously the weather is warmer. If you're heading to the coast, um, there's a lot of amazing destinations on both sides, the Pacific and Atlantic side. Um, so it really wasn't that big of an issue. And then even, uh, you know, individuals that were Mexican citizens that lived in those border towns, right? Um, they would constantly cross the border and come in for the day, get some work, because again, uh, 
just like goods were cheaper in Mexico, so were the wages, essentially a lot less than what we pay here in the United States. And so people had no problem crossing the border, coming in, trying to find work or make a living. And then when the day was done, crossing back over to where they lived with their family and, um, you know, as a Mexican citizen. That seemed to be a fine, you know, non-issue. And then for some reason, up in, I guess, starting probably in the, the early 2000s, you know, even the 90s, I guess, with Clinton, it became um, an extremely large issue, uh, a very political issue that illegal immigration was happening. And I'm not exactly sure what caused it. I'm not exactly certain, you know, what, uh, what kind of started this war path to close the border and, um, you know, make it extremely difficult and strict for people to cross. Um, but it, it, it started happening. Right. And, um, from now, you know, up until now it's, it's, I know it's been economic issues primarily, but, um, I know people, those, those day workers, right. That were, that were totally content with moving from, you know, Mexico coming over, working and moving back, uh, at night to, to live their lives more people were coming over and staying. And I think it had to do with, you know, now I think about it, probably a lot to do with the, uh, the issues that were going on in the rest of Latin America. Um, I know Panama, Nicaragua in the 80s and 90s was very, very um, complex. And uh, dictators arose that kind of shifted things and, and made things unbalanced. Uh, obviously, you have the Cuban um, individuals that move over. I know they didn't go through Mexico, but you had a lot of immigration that was happening, kind of leaving these countries in Latin America because they were kind of, you know, disheveled with war and rebellion and uh, unbalanced from there. And so with that, right, I think we started seeing a lot more individuals that were that were looking to flee that you know for um you know take asylum or obviously a lot of people had family that lived here in the united states a lot of that being in texas and they decided to come through the border and stay and they were undocumented right they were um they weren't going through the immigration process the normal way to to gain a green card or gain citizenship or work status so um since that time, it's only escalated. Um, I know when uh, even uh, President Obama was in office, he actually had um, a record number of deportations, which is interesting considering he ran on, uh, you know, the, the ticket that, you know, he was going to be soft on illegal immigration. Um, he was for the Dreamers. He was for DACA. Um, but he actually, I think, had something like 3 million deportations in his presidency. And then to turn around and have Trump kind of come in and kind of basically, uh, you know, run against that or denounce, you know, his policies on, on kind of securing the border, 
it's kind of interesting to uh, to see the the record of that, right? Um, Trump obviously ran on a strong border. Uh, talked about running, you know, building a wall. Um, there's an incredible documentary. I'm going to plug one of my one of my good friends. His name is Ben Masters. But Finn and Fur Films actually has a great film called The River and the Wall, and it actually talks a lot about. Um, kind of the the con side of the wall. I know there's a lot of people that are pro-wall. Um, there is, you know, for any logical reason, it's easy to see how a wall or a deterrent, uh, a, you know, physical, concrete, permanent deterrent would deter people from, from crossing over. Um, however, Finn and Fur Films really focused on the government taking land, right, from the the individuals that have land on the border, that run ranches, right, that have equal, that need that access to the Rio Grande. It's a fantastic film. You should check it out. He actually, with the rest of his film crew, takes uh, a trip from all the way to the top of the uh, Rio Grande border of Texas all the way down to the Gulf in different fashions, kayaks, ponies uh, through Big Bend, um, bikes, things like that, and talks about how um, not only is a wall um, going to potentially take land away and, and deter um, ranching on the border uh, for, for landowners, but also talks about the environmental consequences of that. So just putting out a, a plug for that. But he, Trump, back to Trump, he ran uh, on the fact that a, a wall must be built. That's how we deal with this issue. Um, and I'm not saying that that might not be the solution. I'm saying that, you know, when Trump came into office, obviously the, the stay in Mexico act, um, helped with deterring that illegal immigration. Um, it, it, it narrowed the amount of crossings that were happening. Border patrol felt more, um, able to do their job correctly, um, it didn't obviously eliminate the issue, but um, it, it took a different spin on it. Since then, um, now that Biden is in office, there has been a stance that uh, is softer on illegal immigration. I think that's completely fair to say. Um, there has been record crossings and uh, um, immigration that's, you know, people crossing the border and illegal immigration. I think it was something like 300,000 in December is just what they know happened. Um, so since then, and in, in the present day, in the past few weeks, Governor Abbott, the, the governor of Texas, has actually kind of unleashed the National, the National Guard of Texas to secure um, as much of the border as possible, but specifically Eagle Pass. Um, since then, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of standoffs from the federal government on having them stand down. They've, uh, the Texas National Guard has set up razor wire and deterrence from people uh, from crossing. However, according to sources, they, they are still helping individuals that, that come across but obviously detain them. Um, there, there may have been some... Uh, some drownings, um, which has been made, made a big issue, you know, kind of been a big issue in the media. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting place that we're living in, an interesting time that we're living in. Obviously, 
anybody with eyes, anybody with a brain can understand maybe why this is happening. It's 2024. It's an election year. Um, I think it's a major play by Governor Abbott, who's a Republican, um, you know, kind of supported by, I think, something like 24 other Republican governors across the United States to make this stand. Um, obviously, Governor, or sorry, President Biden is up for re-election this year. And, um, you know, this, this definitely doesn't look good for him. Um, since then, you know, since this time, for the past, you know, two to three years, there have been buses that have been f taking illegal immigrants and f shipping them or, you know, busing them to uh, different cities within the United States. New York City is a big one where the, uh, the mayor himself, who kind of ran on the fact that New York City was welcome to all uh, undocumented and legal immigrants, um, has now come out and said this is unsustainable. There have been uh, schools that have been shut down uh, from the kids being able to tend to house undocumented illegal immigrants. And um, essentially, this is a system that's just unsustainable. Um, when it all comes down to it, and again, I'm not going to give my opinion about it, you know, one way or another, but I, but I will say this. It is an important function of the government, whether it be federal or at a state level, to ensure the safety of its citizens. And the first step in doing that is understanding who is coming into that country and who is coming into that state. There is a reason why at every single airport there is massive security, there is TSA, there is customs, right? That is a major function of the government. So to have an area that's been kind of overlooked or and sometimes blatantly overlooked, you have to think that, you have to start to think, is the government doing all it can from a homeland security perspective? And I think that's why this week, um, I forgot the name, what's his name? But essentially the, uh, the director of Homeland Security has been uh, voted by the, voted by the Senate, uh, sorry, sorry uh, voted by the House, Alejandro Nicholas Mayorkas has been voted uh, by the House of Representatives to be impeached. So that's all I'm going to say about the border. I really appreciate you guys tuning in this week. We're going to have more guests back in the next couple weeks, but uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me know what your thoughts are on the border and what's going on between the Texas National Guard and uh, the Border Patrol, the federal government. Love to hear what you guys think. Thanks again for tuning in. And thanks for putting Texas on my mind.